this Easter weekend at Gospel Church, uh, we are celebrating the truth that is at the core of who we are as a people, who we are as believers in Jesus, that Jesus Christ came, that Jesus Christ died in accordance with the scriptures, and on, on the third day he rose from the grave. And by this we are saved, and so we can say with Paul, death is swallowed up in victory. Death, where is your sting, O death? Where is your victory? And today, I don't, I don't have a complicated point to bring to anyone today, nor a long sermon. Um, there may be a couple here who will sigh with relief. We are simply revealing in this fact today. Jesus rose from the dead, and so the sting of death is defeated for all who will trust in him. And we're, we're opening the invitation today. Come, join the celebration. Believe in Jesus and have your death defeated. Now, if you hear me saying that Jesus rose from the dead, and, and if you were a, a rational human being who was just meeting that reality for the first time, you're probably not, but let's just toy with it for a moment, um, then, then you might think kind of that sounds a bit crazy. Uh, and I just want to say two quick things to that today, very briefly. First is that you shouldn't worry you're not alone if you think that. I, I don't think that I'm overstating things if I say that every person who has encountered the truth of the resurrection of Jesus over the last 2,000 years or so, give or take a few decades, has had anything but the reaction of, that's crazy. I mean, the kids summarized it really well, actually. Well, that's crazy. All these crazy things are happening. But that's pretty normal when you hear that someone's risen from the dead. It's not, it's not an everyday reality. People don't come back from death. I'm a nurse. I work in healthcare when I'm not being a pastor. I'm still being a pastor, sneakily. But, um, ooh, that's on the record. Anyway, uh, <laughs> people don't come back. It doesn't happen. You know, take, take a look at the first people to hear about it. You know, you've got the two Marys, or the many Marys, depending on how you look at it, who go to the tomb of Jesus on the third day. And like us, they expect death when they go to a dead person's grave. And like us, they encounter the craziness of the truth. An angel stands having rolled the stone away and declares to them, do not be afraid. Imagine, imagine if you were in their shoes, this was not what they were expecting right? This wasn't, not what they went there for. An angel was literally standing in front of them. And, and like, he's probably not an, a mildly overweight guy in a t-shirt and jeans. Like, he's probably the most terrifying thing they've ever seen. Surely their first thought is, this is crazy. And the angel declares the truth to them. He is not here, for he has risen. It just ups the ante on the crazy, right? And the angel sends them to the other disciples to tell them, and we get a glimpse of the emotional chaos going on inside of them at this point. As the author, Matthew, tells us, they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. Those are not usually words we put together. Like, like where else have you encountered that little combo? Can you imagine being them running down the road going like, what? What? This is amazing. I'm terrified. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. Or, or look at some of the others who encountered the resurrection of Jesus in the Bible. 
In Luke's Gospel, we read about Jesus appearing after his resurrection to a whole bunch of his disciples. And he tells us that they thought they were seeing a ghost. Now that's a this is crazy response if ever there was one. This can't be real. It must be fake or it must be a ghost, must be a spirit. And yet Jesus lets them touch his skin, lets them see his wounds and, and, and see that he really is alive again. He eats some bread and a fish in front of them to prove it to them. And Luke tells us that even then they disbelieved for joy. This is crazy. This is amazing. Now take a moment to critically evaluate this for a second. Because if they, if they hadn't really seen Jesus risen, if, if they had just made it up, as, as many suggest they did, right? Like that's, that's a fairly popular thing to think, is that the, the disciples made it up. They, they, they falsified the resurrection. If they just made it up, then, then the lie would have come out at some point, wouldn't it? That, that's not a falsehood that you can maintain. Uh, yet, yet there's so much to tell us that, that they held to this truth and it held true for their entire lives and has held true for 2,000 years. You know, when you, when you find out that, you know, when you think about the fact that if, if they'd said, hey, he's risen from the dead, and the authorities had gone, nope, here's the body. And it was like, Christianity lasted all of like eight minutes, and it's done. And yet, 2,000 years later, it's not. Or, or consider that all of these people who see him in this first time, especially the 12 apostles, right, those 12 closest followers of Jesus, who all claim to have seen Jesus after he was risen, of them all, history tells us that all of them went to their graves, taking every opportunity they had to tell people that he had risen. In fact, most of them were killed for claiming that he had risen from the dead. Most of them died claiming it actively. And, and when you think about it, if, if all they had to do to stop themselves from dying was to say, no, 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 I made it up, made it up, was pretend, like... If that was all they had to do, and if it was pretend, surely you'd do it, right? Like, I don't know about you. I value my life. I do. Like, it, it's just a thing. We, we kind of got it built into us that we don't like the idea of dying. But, but all of them, or most of these guys, go to their graves claiming Jesus. In fact, all of them go to their graves claiming it. Most of them die for it. Think about it. You only willingly die for that if you believe that it's true and if you believe that it means that Jesus has power for you, even if you die, yet shall you live. It's the only reason that would make sense to do. So I'd suggest to you this morning that the fact that every person initially thinks that the idea that Jesus rose from the dead is crazy uh, and and yet millions and millions of people have believed it and have died for that belief should testify to us all that it is so true and so good. Second thing I want to say is that the resurrection of Jesus is only the beginning. And this is why so many, when they, when they believed Jesus had been raised, were willing to die to stand by that truth. 
on Friday, we looked at the words of the Apostle Paul that the message of the cross is the power of God for us who are being saved. And it is the power that has defeated death. Today, we're looking to the empty tomb of Jesus and seeing the power of that truth played out in real time. Because if Jesus had just come down and said that he was going to die to save us, uh, we might well have been left, you know, and then he died, you know, and we might have been left kind of with the lingering question, mightn't we? You know, did it work? When are we going to have confirmation of this? Did Jesus? Like, like, but, but he didn't just die. The Bible tells us he, he demonstrated the power of his defeat of death. By defeating death and coming back to life, walking out of his own grave. And because of that, the Bible calls him the first fruits of the resurrection in that reading we had before. That is to say, the fact that he was bodily raised in perfection, never to die again, is a clear assurance to all who trust in the power of his work on the cross that we too will be raised with him. It's a, a breathtaking reality. Anyone who hears it and goes, wow, that is a little bit hard to take in, cannot be blamed for it. It is huge. In Christ, all will be made alive who trust in him. That is all who are in him. Everyone who trusts in him to defeat their sin that has separated them from God and from life, can echo with Paul this beautiful line, death, where is your sting? Because in him, our death is swallowed up. So let me, let me finish simply today, just with an invitation. If you are if you're someone who has not trusted in the saving power of the cross and the empty tomb of Jesus Christ, today's the day, join the celebration. It's you come into him, you believe in him and, you, and your life will be changed forever and you have victory over death. You come to union with the God who created you to have union with him. Come in. It's not a case of doing something to earn it. We can't do anything to earn it. It's just a case of coming to him and asking and saying, Lord, I trust in you to save me. I believe your cross is enough. I believe your empty tomb is enough. And it is enough. If you're not, if you're someone who's already trusted in him, let's look. The invitation today is just, just to rejoice. We rejoice in the glory of our God seen in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Jesus, you rose. Hallelujah, you rose. Lord, we, it should take our breath away every time we say it and every time we hear it. You rose. Our king went to the grave for us and he rose from the grave. Lord, thank you that you are the first fruits. I pray for everyone here that we would trust. I pray for any who haven't trusted before that this would be the day.
that they would trust in your mighty power, the power of the cross, the power of your empty tomb. I pray that it would be able to turn to you and, and pray and just bring honest words to you of, Lord, I, I'm not enough and I can't save myself and I'm under death, but you have conquered death. Lord, I trust in you. Be my Lord and my Saviour. I pray for all of us here that our lives would be spent dwelling in, reveling in the wondrous truth of the empty tomb of Jesus that means life forever with him for us. Death, where is your sting? It is taken from you by our Lord. In his name we pray it. Amen.